This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. This month, Intronaut released their sixth full-length Fluid Existential Inversions via Metal Blade Records, featuring some of the most dramatic and epic sounds of their career. The album includes keyboards for the first time in the band's history, along with a guest appearance by Ben Sharp of Cloudkicker, resulting in a unique, finished product that stands apart from Intronaut's catalog. Purchase your copy of Fluid Existential Inversions now at MetalBlade.com slash Intronaut. Once again, guys, don't miss this record. Fluid Existential Inversions now. MetalBlade.com slash Intronaut. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petzer Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. That's three hellos. That was very sensual. Trace. I, you know what? I just saw some oh, nipples. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's very long nipples. Yes, we'll get to that in just a little bit. We'll get to that in a little bit. It's your fault, Sylvia. <laughs> Anyways. Start the well, show it's not, off. It's not like mine. Uh, I, no, no. I, you're, <laughs> you're making it. Actually, that, that came out wrong. Yeah, but yeah. the point is. Kick it off, yeah. Pete. Hey, I'm your host, Petra Spice. I'm joined by Brandon Gooch. Han, you can follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And Sylvia. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at It's the Sylvia. And make sure to follow our other co host, Joslyn Sharp at J O Z A L Y N Sharp on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week, guys, we get to talk to Chris Garza from Suicide Silence. Really excited to promote the new record, Become the Hunter. It's coming out. February 14th. That's Valentine's Day for you couples. Oh, speaking of Valentine's Day. So you guys become the hunter on Valentine's Day. Speaking, I just want to bring this up. (laughs) Well, that sounded rapey. Sorry. That did. Sorry about that. You got it. Don't do that. You were off today. Mm, I feel off. You got to know something real quick. I had two beers yesterday. Sylvia, <laughs> Sylvia is like a very nice girl. She's like the kind of girl you want to bring home to mom because she's going to check all the boxes, you know. But this is why it's so funny. She actually got taken to see Chippendales. It, no, it was an actual like mail review. Okay, mail like, review. Okay, so it was a cocksock mail review? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just for everybody out there that doesn't know what cocksock means, please. Uh, it's underwear that... You put around it's you. It's like underwear, but there's like a sleeve that you put your dick in, and it flops around. So it's like <laughs> you see how big the dick is. You see it flopping well, you, around. You saw like how big, but you don't see the actual dick. Yeah, you don't see those. Those you don't those see the things. veins. No. Okay. Or uh, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, though, but you had a guy hit on you. And yeah. Actually, after the the whole like so after the whole like stripping and all that. Um, what did you think, by the way? Were you were you into it? Were of you... the like the whole thing? Yeah. No. Okay. It was stupid. Okay. Good. It was funny. It was hilarious because like you have this guy like putting your his your face in his stomach and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, and then like he's like grabbing you know he's grabbing. So you wait, and stuff. he grabbed your face. And he put like it yeah, in he, his stomach. Yeah, like he's in your. You should have given him a raspberry. <laughs> 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 I, well, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Who's a big boy? <laughs> I was tempted because I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I I don't know. I'm so awkward at this. Dude, it would have been so great if you're listening to the genuine pony. He's got your face in his belly. You give him a raspberry and then he lets out a hee <laughs> Like, that would have been. Here's an extra Washington for your troubles there. 
Oh, I do did. they have? I wonder if they have the funny names like you know how females have cinnamon. One of them, Portia. One of them was Tarzan. Oh, oh yes. yes, that's the one with the long nipples. Yes, back I... to the nipples. Oh, dude. So, <laughs> so, so, okay. So, Sylvia. Well, no, so there's two. Yeah, so there's there was two. a there was a guy that hit on he you. He actually hit on me. He, and he followed me on Instagram and he, like started to message me. I kind of stopped talking to him. Right. Because no, that's aggressive. Yeah. Met him at a strip club. Got you on Instagram and messaged you immediately. Yes, because he wanted to hang out. At right. a bar or something. Cause, yeah, because, you know, there's nothing else. Uh, he just wants to get to know you as a person. Of course. Probably talk politics. He showed me his dog, and oh. not that dog. Oh, okay. Ah, wait, I, what? I, I, the... Who calls her dick dog? I don't know. Okay. I just if I were a guy, sh- I'd call my dick a dog. No, you would not. Yes, I would. You would call it a wolf. You would call it a pug. <laughs> <laughs> if you call your dick a pug. This is my Pomeranian. Yeah, look. <laughs> I'm not this saying is my I, Chewini. Yeah, look. <laughs> yeah, that I'm doesn't not, sell well. Yeah, that doesn't I'm not sell a well. Chewini. I'm not a St. Bernard. I'm somewhere like, you know, like a Labradoodle. So she saw his dog. What was it? Uh, it was like a pitbull or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm over it. Stripper with dogs. a pitbull. I love dogs. I love pitbulls. But anyway. Yes. So there's this guy, but then you started looking up one of his coworkers and you showed because, us this picture. Because like after the show, like he saw me and he was like, oh, you, you should follow me. And this is, he's trying to be sexy still. Like you should follow me on Instagram. And I'm like, all right. Oh, wow. Fine. This guy looks like Tarzan. He does. But it was not Tarzan. It dude, was but not seriously Tarzan. though, dude, this guy's got, and you, so you show me a picture that's a dude. You don't see guys with like long, long nipples. You don't. No. You know what I mean? Like those are meant for babies and this guy's got long woman nipples. Yes. Like he's, it's weird. Well, cause I, it, it was dark in the club so you don't see anything. So when he was like giving me the lap dance and I didn't see that he had long nipples. Dude, his nipples cast a shadow. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> They're three clothespin nipples. Yes, dude. Well, they're yes. Kind of like, they kind of, uh, they kind of drag. A little. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like he's got metapausal nipples. They do, ha- they do cast a shadow. Yeah. It's weird. Like, dude, he's got sundials built into his chest. <laughs> tell what time it <laughs> hey, is. what time is it? Hey, ask Mark. Hey, get into the stuff. <laughs> they cast a shadow and they yeah, do. Dude. She just showed it to me again. Oh, my God. At the right camera angle, you could play that. You know the beginning of that movie. How uh, dare you guys body shame? Do, I'm not hey, body shaping. I know. It's I want to do more of it. All I'm saying, <laughs> look, all I'm saying is, is thank God this guy actually is in shape with like abs and pecs because if he was would, out of shape and he had those and he had big man titties and those nipples, like dude, people would be, are gonna yeah. talk. Yeah, people are gonna talk. But overall, the experience because it was my first time at a strip club in yes. Vegas. Uh, it was. It was interesting. It was funny. I don't know how people keep continue to go and like spend money. I didn't spend any money, mind you. Because fuck that. Mm-hmm. No, no <laughs> don't spend money. I, I, Absolutely not. Pete and I are in the same boat. I've never paid for a lap dance, I, but we've had people buy us lap dance. Go up there and get it. It's the dumbest waste of money, waste, it's a waste of time. Of, it's a waste of money. It's fun, though. I'm not going to lie. It was fun. No, it wasn't fun. It's, I had, it's fun I because I didn't enjoy you, it myself. I didn't enjoy yeah. it at it's all. It's fun Dude. because you get to laugh because it's so, like, it's so well, ridiculous. Well, here's the thing, though. I had some girls. This is what mine was like. I'm sitting in a chair. Some girl comes up and, you know, this is the lap dance. So we're in a different room. I'm sitting down. She takes her leg and basically puts it over my shoulder. And then there's her box right in front of my face. And I'm just like, I can't sit there and laugh at her pussy. You know what I mean? I can't be like, <laughs> you look at that thing. Like, no, dude, it's over. I don't want to. I don't want to. Was just, it not nice then? I'm not going to say it wasn't nice, but it's not like I sit there and go, oh, man, I need to get a bib. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh. like, dude. 
God. It didn't mean anything. <laughs> I need to get I a need to get bib. A, is that registering your head a little bit late? A little late, like, but I got lips. it now. Yeah. Regis- but, but fucking yeah. bib. All right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Got to eat it. Make some noise. Anyway. Yeah. It, no, yeah. Uh, strip clubs are... I, I don't know, man. I know how popular they are out here and probably the rest of the world. But there was I, a picture of a girl um, where like they had like pictures in the strip club of like topless chicks and stuff mm-hmm. and there was one chick with like really big boobs but like her her nipples were like really tiny but they looked like they were cross-eyed oh wow so that's like the exact <laughs> opposite of that dude so, that's like polar opposite of so that guy and they look and i'm and <laughs> she's I'm got looking. big titties but inverted nipples this guy's no, no, got no cross side cross side nipples oh, okay cross-eyed so they're nipples. looking at each other oh yeah no. so i'm like and i'm looking at this chick's boobs and i'm like I am scared to show Sylvia my nipples. Yeah. She is a nipple judge. (laughs) She's a judge of nipples. I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen Pete's nipples. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, whatever. I'm good with them. We can't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Hope they're not cross-eyed. Exactly. At least they're not cross-eyed. I don't think Pete fed his kids with his nipples. I don't think he could possibly do that. (laughs) This dude can, though. Yeah. Even if he were milky. Even if we were full of milk. Those nipples are so bad at feeding. If they are filled with milk, you should go to the doctor. Uh, No, my nipples are good. No no milk. Nothing like that. No. Right on, man. Good, good. good. Can men lactate? It's Uh, a win. I've heard they can. I've heard... heard there's like rare situations where they have. There's lactate. a rare situation we just saw. I'm sure that guy can lactate after all the steroids he took. No <laughs> right? doubt, right, dude? Oh, there's there's got to be some kind of weird fetish with that. So how about we move on to the metal sucks news? Those nipples look bit. like one of those cake icing bags. Anyway, <laughs> they did. Yeah. That's a perfect example. <laughs> And yes. he's like he's like badass with a silhouette in the picture. I'm like Jesus, bro. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. God. Meanwhile, he's just, I could just see that guy doing a strip tease to like Skid Row's monkey business. You know what I mean? <laughs> with his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Get back! A couple months ago, us us three, Sylvia, Brandon, and myself, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, were bagging on the uh, Motley Crew, yes, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jettas been added on a tour arena tour thinking who the fuck is gonna go see this in an arena and we have to say we were apparently dead wrong because it's uh looking like it's gonna be one of the highest grossing tours of the summer i'm it's, shocked that joan wow. jett would even be added to that roth because that's not that wasn't her that wasn't her scene that wasn't i mean it was our time but it wasn't her scene i think it's the, that's the reason why she's there because it's the whole it's it's her, it was her time yeah it was Let's yeah. keep everything 80s, including the opening act. Mm. Yeah, and and 130 million has been grossed already in ticket sales for this thing. I am shocked. I think it does say that people want to get out of the house and want to see concerts. And you know, we always talk about how nostalgia is big. I live in my own bubble. I don't live in nostalgia. I don't like nostalgia, so I kind of. So um, you're anti it. I'm not anti it. No, I just. I mean, I revel in the new stuff. I'm. I, we talk about it in the interviews all the time. I want to hear the new record. I don't give a shit about your old shit. I don't care. You know, Lamb of God put a new song. Out. I want to hear that song. I want to hear those records. I want to hear those lives. What'd I don't want to hear fucking Redneck again. That's me. What'd you but think I'm the that? minority. What would you think about the new song? It was like, good. Checkmate. Yeah. Was, dude, the guitars were, were great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I saw people, oh, the drums don't sound different. Not really. The no, they, they don't. They sound just no, like they Lamb don't. of God they drums. Just like, like Lamb of God drums. <laughs> I love sounds... Chris Adler too, but I, let's let's not make things up, you know. Right. So it sounded just like him. But uh, no, I thought the song was great. I think it's perfect. It, I did, you know, miss him. For sure. We've mm-hmm. seen them alive a lot because they were touring with Slayer all the time the last five years. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That's probably the metal band I've seen the most. Lamb of God? Lamb of God. Yeah. 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 Love them. That's hard to say for me, man. It's hard to say. I feel like I've seen Soulfly 55 times, but like you know, they were always part of a package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know when Static X was around? I know they're around again, but I mean, at that time, it seemed like they opened for every band I saw 
in a row for years, man. I've seen them they a never ton like of times. Yeah, they headlined eventually. Oh, okay. But it was always like Fear Factory, Static X, Godsmack, Static X. All these uh, bands that I would mm-hmm. see would always be with Static X. I just saw them. I, I can honestly say I probably saw them like 15 times. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan or anything like that. But they're, yeah. So it's, it's weird to say what band I've seen the most. What band I've seen the most chasing and wanting to see as a headliner, that's a different story. Because there used to be so many traveling, like the Ozfest stuff, you know? Yeah, you can say like, does it count that I saw Darkest Hour in uh, you know two thousand and three for fifteen minutes on Oddfest? I guess it counts, but yeah, not really. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's a commercial. Yeah. They play yeah. four songs. I, can't, I, can't <laughs> I saw really... Between the Buried and Me on Ozfest, and I remember thinking like that didn't count. You know? No, <laughs> no, fifteen <laughs> minutes. And I'll be honest with you, it really does hurt uh, a band's case when you see them outside. There's just the the vibe is different when you see them outside in the, outdoor, in the daylight. Outdoor yeah, and then but when you go to a venue, mm-hmm. like there's the sound, everything is better. There's an energy there, and people are actually like paying attention. Everybody's focused on this one spot. When you're outside, there's, there's too many different going things on. going on. I saw a perfect circle in the daytime, and Maynard wouldn't oh come outside. He, he'd put his hand through like a black curtain, say, "Hi, I'm over here, everybody," but I'm not coming outside. <laughs> so he was singing behind the curtain the whole show, yeah. and it was hilarious. You and know what? He, I ain't mad at would, that. Yeah, he would stick his hand out he's like i'm not gonna let you see me in in the daylight i thought it was pretty cool i thought it was pretty funny myself but uh yeah i ain't mad at that i ain't mad at that i get it i wouldn't I come it. out either so hey guys we are uh we feel this is this is a weird thing when we talk about because we do talk about metal metal news every week and we interview bands all the time and it's like you have to feel like you're part of like you know part of the pulse of it but i realize more and more like i am completely not part of the pulse of metal or rock or anything like that i don't get it like like this tour makes no sense to me that it's selling well right i don't understand uh, a lot of the newer music that's coming out but i don't understand the nostalgia so i don't know i i just don't know what will sell or what won't so the fact that i have to talk about it every week makes me feel like a I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about every week. <laughs> well, it's because because the bottom line is... I feel is, like I'm like, dude, I'm no, doing a disservice right now because I'm just it's because, viewing shit out there dude, that makes no it's sense. because you're at a certain age to yeah. when you just know your lane, you know who you are, and you don't deviate from that. That's mm. what happens. Oh, is that him growing up? Yeah, that's what it is. So he's gotten oh. more closed-minded. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's like, I've gotten less closed-minded. That's the truth. I'll, 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 I'll stand to this day when I was 19, 20, 21, I didn't want to hear nothing but the bands I wanted to hear, which was metal and i was super close man i used to argue with people in college about that listen dude you, you go argued? ahead i would not argue argue but i would be like oh. i'm like why can't i be close-minded about a genre that doesn't have a large fan base why can't i just go underground and listen to all my stuff why do i have to expand my mind to what's popular right now the at the time britney spears or backstreet why why i don't need to put any of that in my mind Let they me wanted just, you to listen to britney spears he, that's what was popular pete was the only guy people back would in those go to days. clubs and something. like and like uh or karaoke and be like you don't know this song and i'm like no why would i know this song like Dude, and, yeah. I, and and like you people look at you like you're stuck up or like whatever but the point is, is like i don't want to know this sure. no, I get yeah. that. Yeah. so i was close-minded the but, point but at the same time though you still it wasn't like you were just strictly into metal 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 you still metal punk Hardcore, yeah, I was. But you, but you still knew your rock, though. You still knew about it. Uh, rock that I grew up on, like the Alice your Pearl Chains, Jam, and the your Pearl Jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it wasn't like that you counts. were just. It wasn't like you were just tailored to this one particular genre. And but me and Rock had a divorce, but probably you were just fifteen never, years ago, and I have never went yeah. back. Oh no, it's because I remember it after Lincoln grown. Park, I'm like, I'm not listening to this shit anymore, and I was gone. You know, I didn't no. like. I didn't, I'm not talking shit about Lincoln Park, but well, in a way, yeah. you kind of did. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't you a, said they killed rock for you. I wasn't a fan of yeah, Limp Bizkit, Lincoln Park. That whole time frame did. Uh, I was like, like the new metal. The new metal stuff. Like you didn't like corn. 
Uh, I respected Corn because when they came out in, in like '94, I do remember being like, "God, I've heard nothing like this." So I respect Corn, but I'm not uh, a diehard fan, so I won't. Sure. I won't say that. The thing that Corn for me was every other band that emulated Corn. But System of yes. a Down, I thought was a real special act. Uh, yes. There's a lot of new metal bands that I think. Here's the thing. This is when we always talk about this on the show, okay? And I've never said this. I don't think on the show. If I have, you guys can correct me, but. Whenever people are like, there'll never be another Metallica. There'll never be another, you know, ACDC. There'll never be another System of a Down or Slipknot. And I'm like, well, what moves scenes, what moves music, in my mind, I've said this before many times, is drugs. And we don't have drugs tied to us right now. That's the problem. If you have a scene, like in New Metal, people loved meth. That's the truth. That was a huge thing. It was tied to our scene. In the 90s, people loved heroin. It was tied to our scene. In the 80s, cocaine. It was tied to the hair metal scene. And now drugs are tied to other kind of musical genres. Not metal. We're not into that. What are we, beer drinking or like potheads? Like sleep and stuff like that? So you have your, you have your pothead still in there, but we don't have any kind of thing like that. We, we've kind of gotten safe opposed to the dangerous keyboard music of the so, drug culture uh, so, i am gonna say no to that really you disagree with me dude you go to a go to a lamb of god show and you tell me there's not a single meth head in there dude no you're no gonna no, walk no, no out no. of there going i feel fucking highly attractive <laughs> compared to these guys. that's not what i how said how much copper did this guy steal this afternoon i'm saying the drugs and the music combined to create a, a mainstream scene he's not talking about like i'm the, not talking about a random person like at a show I'm talking about like the why, musicians and because drugs. This why is, is the DJ scene so huge? Well, drugs. Because, yeah, drugs, of course. Okay, well, that's what I'm talking about. And girls, oh, drugs bring girls. Yes. I know that. Yes, girls like drugs. So do dudes. So, it, but it, it brings a mainstream what appeal. What we're saying is, metal bands out there okay. start selling drugs. Get back no, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I said Coke. I said somehow when drugs are once again tied to our scene in some mainstream fashion. Then what, there will be another mainstream what huge Pete is bag. Saying is <laughs> if what you saying. are selling a brand new record, make sure you tape a little baggie of heroin mm-hmm. to it. That's what I'm hearing. And then get the broads to come to the show. Hey. Yeah. Hey, broads. Nipples. I I don't know if you needed that. <laughs> so my theory, okay. You go back to this concert that's selling so much, the Motley Crue, the Def Leppard, the nostalgia concert. There's drugs involved. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, it's cocaine. Guns N' Roses hasn't put out records in years, and they're selling dude, out stadiums. First off, they have three. No, no, dude, it matters. No, but it doesn't Guns matter Guns because Roses people are going. Guns N' Roses were a decade-defining band, though, bro. They were a defining band. Okay, there's a lot of decade-defining bands, a lot, that were inactive forever, okay, and don't still sell as crazy as Guns N' Roses. Metallica is a decade-defining band that put out horrible music for 15 but years, dude, but when I'm tra- and they're still selling out. But stadiums. what I'm trying to tell you, though, is again, you're talking. This goes back to the nostalgia thing. Mm-hmm. There is something to be said, but again, this the is, drugs some- and the nostalgia thing. No, there's something to be said about going to see a Guns N' Roses concert when those songs are epic. Epic. Paradise Those City songs are and welcome to the epic, jungle. Yeah, okay, man. you're 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 trying to tell me that Guns N' Roses like. You know, uh, Motley Crue and Def Leppard and stuff. It's like, oh, they got I me. Mean, they got the same amount of hits. Like, dude, th- those those hits that Guns N' Roses had were 
life-changing. They yeah. changed the world. And you're talking about the bands going there for the nostalgia. Dude, 50, 60-year-olds, they're not going to be doing bumps of Coke. They're going to die at those shows, okay? They're going to be doing bumps of Metamucil. No, no, no. It's you're you're the missing the point. Thing, dude. You're missing the point. There's a huge difference between nostalgia and what I'm saying. I'm talking about a new scene. Oh, a new scene. And a new band so to rise. So let's get some new drugs and new so scenes. So we, yeah. we need new drugs, and yes. we need those kids to like heavy metal and riffs again. And then we will uh, get a super Time, bull halftime show. So it can't be heroin. It can't be heroin. It can't be like coke. It has to be a new do, drug. I, I guess it can be. So uh, you are so so. What, so you're talking about? But I think there's so a, like Jennifer Lopez. What are her fans? She's 50. Like what are her fans smoking? And, well, and Jennifer what kind Lopez of drugs are her fans and Shakira. Doing? Like I said, that that's nostalgia. Nobody new gives a shit about that. That's old music they played. Those songs were all 15, 20 years ago that we heard when we saw that shit. Right? I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I a long listen, time. Ago. I don't listen to any of that. That's nostalgia. That's like when the Who took the stage at the Super Bowl. Nobody's going to say like they're an active band now. They're not, you know, like that's old stuff. So we all knew those songs because we hear them in the grocery store in the elevator over and over again. And then, you know, they put on the show that they're supposed to put on, which is great dancing, great, you know, whatever. It was, it was, it was good. I got no beef with the Super Bowl halftime show because it's, it's it was not just our genre. Dumb. Well, it's it, it's it, it's highly dumb. It wasn't high. Shakira was great. I thought I thought I Shakira. thought it was. Say it again. Shakira. 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 I'm oh, sorry. Shakira. Yeah, Shakira you. was really good. Say it the honky way. Thank you very much. I had no. I had no. Uh, I had no issue <laughs> with what they did, but you know, people always complain about Metallica doing a, a halftime show when they go out there uh, and they play. They're not going to play Creeping Death. They're going to play Interest Man Man and those hits, and they're going to have the big, you know dancer not dancers but things all around and i mean it'll be the same thing but it's nostalgia they're gonna play the songs that you hear in between the game at the actual but I guess, stadium i guess my you thing know? is the one thing that you're discounting is there mm-hmm. is something special about thousands tens of thousands of people all uniting to sing the same song you're yes. only gonna get that when, when it's you, a nostalgia thing when, when you were younger yeah yes. uh, yeah you will get that and we have a festival out here called edc the electric Electri- there's no words Daisy. with those fucking songs yeah, no, i know there is there's my point is we live here in the city when EDC comes through and I mean there is how many people out there hundreds of thousands of people for this festival yes right and, and they're and, all fucked up by and they're, that's what I'm trying to say I know no we were with you on yeah. that we so, were with you yeah. on that we, we have how made, about this Jankum we, we get that What's Jankum again? Jankum is when you pee and poop in a bottle and then you let it sit out in the sun and then you put a balloon over top and then the fumes go into the balloon and then you inhale the balloon. What the? We already, who, that's how who Five Finger Death Punch got yeah. popular. Oh, <laughs> no, come on. I, I know those guys. They're nice guys. They are. They are. I'm sorry. I can't say but it. I'm just they, like, know I that, like they know that you Beth laugh. and Jankum had something to do with them headlining festivals. They I, know. I they know. know. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing. You can look it up. Jankum. I, I don't. Dude, there was one time. I don't want to look it up. Some guy in Arizona, he got busted, right? And the cops broke into his house, and he had all these Jankum bottles, pissing shit bottles, like one-liter bottles, like all over his apartment. And I'm like, you couldn't have just recycled the same bottle. You know what I mean? Like, you needed different bottles of pee poop Dude, in that, your house. I gotta, okay. I gotta tell you, like, I'm say it, gag. I, it's, we've been talking about. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we, we've been. That was you set her up for the gag. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, first like, the nipples came along. Now the gagging thing. But um, Jacob and nipples. God, this has been a nightmare episode for Sophie. The point is, weird. the long story of my nonsense is I realize I spew more nonsense on this on this show every well, week we, in interviews and in th- as I think out loud. I guess. Yes, but that's what we love. We, we see this show. T- we Pete cannot, out of his comfort zone. Yeah, it, it like it, it puts Pete in a situation where he has to make 
a sentence right there on the spot. And sometimes when you don't stop and think, you say things like, we need drugs in the system. <laughs> but we, we cannot represent the next generation of heavy music at all because we know how stupid drugs are. Yes. That's all. And yep. unfortunately, we need kids that don't know how stupid drugs are, embrace uh-huh. it, tie it to our scene, okay. and then we'll get bands like System of a Down and Slipknot. <sighs> it's been 20 years. No, you're right. You I know, mean, it's been right. 20 years. I didn't know about J- the meth Jankum, Jankum did the five-finger death punch thing, and you know, yeah, dude, I think new metal and meth is like side to side. I think Corn, Coal Chamber, Seven Dust, I think all these bands, like there was this huge movement with the kids and meth. I remember it being around me all the time. And I never, you know, obviously really? tried it. Yeah. So basically any young musician listening right now. You need to find um, a bunch of people into Kids, some sort of drug. Look, if you're 18 look, years look old, at, look at, if look you're at, 18 years old and you, and you know how to play a couple of power chords, head to the sink, okay. just pull out all those chemicals. Yeah. Just start mixing shit up. I was I was cheering. Yeah, just I see was what you come up with. Cheering for the Tide Pop Challenge to be uh, a, a, associated with Deathcore somehow, so we can have this huge movement. Yes. By the way, I kids. can't believe that was a thing. <laughs> all these kids just coming there with lemon scented uh, breath. Yeah, so At least they w- smell good. Without new drugs, there's no there's no new huge metal scenes. How's that? Besides in Europe, where beer and alcohol and, and liquor will always rule. So we're we're good out there. But I'm talking about in America. Right, there's too, many, there's too many vices to choose from. Riffs and, and uh, hallucinogenic drugs that are really fast and blasting in your face, I think, make trips scary. So you got to go oh. to some carnival. No, you can't go, you can't take a hallucinogen and go to a metal show. No. I don't think that would be a good idea. You go to like, you could do it at like Tool. You could I do was it at say Pink like, Floyd. Yeah, but yeah. that's that, that, again, we're going to. Yes. We're going to a different generation we're going away from with metal. different mem- memories and different nostalgia. And I also friend. think too, and I also think too, and this is going to sound crazy, um, Again, I've made this comparison before. Metal is the new jazz. It's when the best it's where the best musicians go to play with one another. You know, like they it's where they go to challenge themselves. It's where they go to uh, meet their peers that also mm-hmm. want to challenge themselves. That's how I look at that. And I just don't think you could be a perfectionist on meth. Metal is the new jazz. Metal has been jazz for a long time with the technical and, and the and amazing musicianship, but let's be honest about jazz. It's not Sexy. No, I mean, it, it hasn't been be sex. sexy. It hasn't been it, sexy it's, since it's, the 20s. It's definitely sexy, but it is a, I mean, v- there is no mainstream for jazz, jazz yeah. any, anymore. And there was and that's what's 30 going years ago, let's just say. like you know, that's what it feels like it's going on with metal. That's why we need drugs. Okay. Kids. <laughs> tell kids, your friends. You know what to do. You know what to do. Yeah, your but, bands don't even have to be good. Disturbed came out of meth. You guys, listen to oh, me. God, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is me. Okay. How badly? 39 years old. Oh, man. Telling you, if we need to save the scene, if we need a Metallica of the generation, y'all get get behind some drugs. It's the sound of silence that did them. Yep. Get yourself a one liter (laughs) bottle of Coke, empty it, and then a funnel for the pee pee and poop, and get out there. Ruin your lives with a lot of your friends, and then then all that stuff, and then put riffs behind it. Can you use a funnel for poop? Uh, I mean, you could just kind of shove it in there. I remember in Jackass when Steve-O had the globe on his head and oh. the dude pooped in the funnel. It did not go through, but he did throw up. Yeah, it was the uh, smell. And on that, and on, on, on that note, this was an interesting episode. It we was good. We didn't even, I have all these news stories I wanted to talk about. You <laughs> know, we but, talked about drugs in the scene and nipples. Hey, mm-hmm. Long whatever. nipples. Dude, long nipples. I think it went hand in hand. I think it was a, a perfect if, if episode. I'm gonna, if I'm going to put nonsense out there, let me put on what I think is true. Go full board. <laughs> right, so, go full board, dude. Go full board on it, guys. <laughs> so with that, guys, let's jump into my... My interview with none other than Chris Garza from Suicide Silence.
Everybody, what's going on? It's Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I got Chris from Suicide Silence, and we're here to talk about the new album, Become the Hunter. It's coming out Valentine's Day across the world. So let's talk about the release date. Valentine's Day and Suicide Silence. I got to tell you, never, I never put it together as romantic, but uh, tell me about why you guys chose this wonderful day. It seems like it made the most sense. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the industry standard is, but... Uh, I don't think January is the best time for us to drop a record. And then it's like, February, well, why not Valentine's Day? It happens to fall on a Friday. So it's kind of that we just jumped on that. Nice, dude, yeah. You guys released three videos that were telling a story. And and I it, I don't want to say it's in a slasher kind of format, but you know there's a crossbow and there's murder and all that stuff. And I love this idea of, of doing that, to release the songs and the singles, but doing it in a cinematic way. Tell me about that idea and whose concept that was. Well, uh, I mean, ever since kind of like the first record, we you want we you kind of want to you want the, the visual of the video to match uh, the music, and uh, that's pretty much what we were uh, same thing with with these trilogy of uh, videos. And actually, like the original idea was from our manager Jerry Club which has been with us since like, like our demos. Like he's, he's a, he's like our, he's our sixth Beatle. <laughs> and uh, he had the idea of doing the uh, trilogy and, uh, we wanted to really hone in on, on just the music. So, uh, he had the idea of like, you know, us not even being any of the videos, but all you could really do was like, just be open eared to, to the music, and then of course, you know, like like, like the visuals of, of the of the horror stuff. I mean, that just fits the music, you know, you know, blood, death metal. You know, it's just, <laughs> it just fits. <laughs> Our manager Jerry, he found someone that was based in the East Coast. I, I believe the uh, the fonts uh, are around like Georgia area, like, like middle nowhere Georgia. So he like, and and also uh, Jerry went to school for like film, so like he's like he's really deep into into that that scene oh cool man yeah the, they turned out fantastic like I, I just the visuals and all that stuff it fit the music real well but also like i said it's it's you know the presentation Thanks, oh you're very welcome the presentation of the song in a cinematic way i think that that really is a helpful thing to do now it was a serial killer story are you a fan of serial killer and slasher movies i uh, not movies, really, but I, I, I guess, like, the uh, mindset more so, which, hence, you know, Netflix, I've been fucking browsing all, all these shows lately. The true crime stuff. So you're into that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. See, I'm, I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of 50-50 on it. It's got to be presented a certain way to me. Like, because uh, a lot of times when it goes, like, a little too... Uh, I don't know, cheesy. I feel like, man, this is re- these are real people, you know? Like, that's me, though. Uh, do you ever do you ever get that vibe of that, or can you just disconnect that and be like, "This is a part of history"? Oh yeah, that that, that always trips me out. It's like like you know, like damn, that's a fucking real person, you know. And uh, I think in like a, in a in a weird sense, you know, I don't want to get all woo woo, but uh, you know that does like the people around you influence your your music and uh, and the way you write, both present uh, and, and past and future. 
for me, like I was always into the the America's Most Wanted stuff, like the the John Walsh way he was doing it, because it's like he was kind of a manhunter. So you would see the true crime and you'd be like vicious, but like at the end of it all, we're trying to catch this dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I felt totally. that was always like the best way to do it. But modern times, it's not really about catching them; it's kind of telling the story after the fact, which I. Uh, I'm interested in, but it's it's part of the danger thing, right? Isn't that what we're all about with music, film? If it's dangerous, it, it piques our interest. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's like a deep, primal human drive that uh, that we all have. We might not necessarily know because it's, it's in our subconscious, but yeah, I mean, that's that's in us. So now, um, that's why I think like metal is is where it's, it's where it's at, you know. And and you know, same with why we did the videos the way we did it. Like we wanted it's really hard to capture like, you know, as I've been told, like it's like the bread and butter of suicide sounds is like the, like, like, like the live show. And it's really hard to capture that. in like a video format, you know, it's, it's, it's super tough. So this hence like, we just wanted like us not being in it. Like just make, make it fucking brutal, you know, with, with, with the visuals. Yes, absolutely. And so the name of the record become the hunter. Why did that title stick to you guys at this stage in your career? Uh, yeah, uh, weirdly enough, I was like, I don't know why it was just uh, the hardest album title to come up with. So it is the follow up to the, the record you guys did put out a couple years back, uh, your self-titled record that, um, I know you guys are very proud of and a lot of people did enjoy it as well, but it was, uh, an experimentation. You know, Ross Robinson was a guy that kind of came in and, and, and got different music and sounds out of you guys. Um, was this kind of a return to form when you guys are writing this music, or is this just kind of where it came? Uh, it's just kind of where, like, it it came. Mm. Uh, and it might have seemed like it's funny. Like, if you talk to, like, like, another band member, you'll get a completely different answer. But uh, it's, it just happened that way. Uh, you know, I, I, view, I view the band as, like, a journey, and each record is, is just, it's just part of the story. That record with Ross just ended up being, like, a experimentation really without us really maybe consciously doing that it's like we after you can't stop me it was very apparent that like all right like we need to start all fucking over and and we were willing to do that uh under all costs uh to make the future uh records be the best that they can be so in that point in our lives like we had to do that in order to write this record Absolutely, but I think that that's something about our genre that I love, but I also, it's hard to break out of some sort of parameters too fast. I think you got to do like a slow thing, you know? Um, Totally. And so, but taking the risk and putting out aggressive music, uh, I think, is the key. And that's something, like I said, you guys have never stepped away from that boundary. So this wasn't uh, electronic pop music, where I do understand as a metalhead, that if you go from you know uh, heavy metal to something like that, I do understand how that's jarring, but I also reserve the right to respect the artistry. If that's where people are at, I don't want them writing you know death metal songs. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's super tough, and uh, every band is different, and uh, you know some bands can evolve a little bit, and you know that's the way they're supposed to be. Some bands can just stay exactly the same. Some bands need to take big risks. I mean, it's just every band's different so with us it seems to be uh, people want uh, the suicide song sound but it can't be the same exact thing you did prior 
so it's like it's like this weird like middle ground that's really fucking hard to hit. Like it, it needs to be our sound that that the fans love, but it also has to sound different. And that and that is is, is super, super super tough to do. So the only like the only thing you can do is be brutally honest. That's like that's since like day one. That's the only thing that we we can do. I know how how did you get that that that's that's how it translates and that's how uh that's how you have staying power. This record though, um for people that haven't picked it up, make sure you're pre ordering it. It's coming out Valentine's Day. It is. It doesn't sound like anything you guys have put out. It it does sound like a the growth of the self titled to get you here. It's it's noticeable when you listen to the three records we just mentioned, you know, back to back to back. You th- think the door is more open now for you to try anything at this point? Uh, the door has always kind of been open. It's just now uh, we have more. I don't want to say we know what what we're doing now, but there's a little there's there's a little more confidence and our and we can execute better. You know, so you know, with our self title, it was like you, we it was literally like impossible to execute anything because. You, we're experimenting so much, it was just impossible. And then with this record, we were able to execute some of those things that we learned a lot. Like, like the, the jump was enormous. So it's just, I think, uh, with the next record and the record after that, it's, like, it's just going to be like another big jump. And now, like, I'm already, this record's not even out yet, and I'm already thinking about the next one, which is, you know, my mindset with the self-title. Like, I was like, what if, if we write, if we do this with our fifth record, what's our ninth record going to sound like you know or if or i could think like okay we we just wrote you uh you can't stop me if we stay the same what's our next book going to sound like and then once i got that like, realization it's like oh shit like we're going down a path of like a failure real failure like we're probably going to break up or like so so that's kind of where I'm, my, my, my mind's at when we approach records you know what's like you know <laughs> what's like the one after this and after that one gonna gonna sound like when you do uh this one and you did bring up the energy of the live show and the importance of that like to us fans and everything like that the reason we're running out there uh and i'll bring up you guys are doing north america tour dates with ginger coming up here at the end of april it's a fantastic package ginger tooth grinder on on the tour with you guys that is where everything when when you step on that stage the energy the sound everything pans out for us as fans now when you're writing music in the studio especially this album did you take that into consideration because every song on this album i think is going to sound amazing in the live presentation and i wasn't fortunate to see a lot of the songs off the self-titled live but did that translate as well as you guys thought on the live presentation yeah uh kind of like without talking about it as kind of if if, uh, if if we're jamming because um, we're we're like a we're still like a band so we we write literally in a room we don't do it on computers or anything like we we jam some riffs and uh, if you know four four of the guys are moving and you can make it sound good in like a, a garage that's usually like that means pretty damn well it's going to translate uh, to like a live setting and pretty much like 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 one hundred hundred percent of of the time. So we, 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 and same with the record, like if you make, uh, which I don't, I'm not a fan of like over, if it, if it works for you, so I'm, I totally back at school, but, but for us, I kind of noticed like 
when we make like these kind of crappy demos here before we go into the studio, if you can make that crappy demo sound good, but they're not masking anything, you're not trying to make anything sound better than it is. It's like, oh, that sounds good. So then we actually track it and you get the mix back. And you're like, oh, like, oh shit. And then usually that kind of translates to, to live and, uh, and, and et cetera. Nice. Now, Become the Hunter uh, does lyrically embrace the effects of abuse and kind of has a lot of rage behind the lyrics. So I'm always assuming there's a story behind that that that's relatable to you guys in the band or the lyric writer of the band. So was there something that you guys wanted to, to touch base on with the lyrics on this record? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, something that I've always done with, uh, with Mitch, I kind of do it with, with Eddie as well. It's like, you know, I say out of like the lyric aspect. I'll, I'll say maybe a couple things, but like, turns out like the best way to do it is like just give each guy like, their uh, their freedom and then kind of go go from there because that that's how it uh, that's how it stays real, and and that's how you know translates like because if he feels it, then he obviously see that. So yeah, with the lyric stuff, and I kind of let Eddie just. Just go about it. That's what I've always kind of done it as you know. As it goes and it's, and it's vice versa too. One thing I did want to talk about that I thought was really cool, man, is that you. I, I know bands had signature beers, all that stuff, but you guys actually have a, a meltdown burger that you're promoting on the week of the album release. Uh, tell me about the recipe of this burger, and is it something to do with you guys in the band? Uh, luckily, we're we're from. Uh, SoCal, very very lucky. So like, Grill Mall is like from I think here it's like, well there's always traffic. So it's, I want to say hour away, but with traffic, which is pretty much 100 percent of time, that's you know it's it's pretty local. So we we had the opportunity and we heard they were interested in like us going down there and like doing like you know like a burger collab, and <laughs> and and meltdown is obviously uh, it's it's the first track of our record. You know, it's, it's kind of made sense, like uh, meltdown hamburgers. You know, absolutely. <laughs> it kind of it, it it fits, and I'm I'm looking forward to to eating that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything strange ingredients wise that you know that's going to be in there by any chance, or is it going to just be an awesome burger? I think it's just going to be an awesome burger. We, they're they're uh. Like the cooks there are like their own artists, so I realized same with like music. Like you kind of kind of let the artist do his thing. So so we so we gave the guys at Grill Mall pretty much full range. Like like what what do you think is going to be badass? Nice, yeah, no, that's exciting, dude. I think more bands should do it. I am a, a huge fan of uh, any kind of uh, promotion behind food, <laughs> just so everybody knows out there. That's- that's what's up, man. Exactly, exactly. So, um, with that, dude. So, as we we got the three videos that were done that were really cool. Is there any plans to release any more videos for the record right now, or is, was those, those three kind of the the storytelling part? Was that kind of the the promotional kick on these? Yeah, uh, there's a trilogy, and then we put out uh, the live video a couple weeks ago for for two steps. Mm-hmm. So now, so now there is a fourth video, but it's not a part of the, uh, the storyline. So we've got the live one just dropped, which, uh, is kind of my, uh, my favorite. Nice. And we're probably not going to put out anything else. I say for like another year. 
which is actually my, my favorite track on 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 the record, which is called Skin Tight. It's that like that balance I was trying to do with with the last record, you know, combine like a like a crazy up and down for like some some fucking heavy ass slams and that skin tight is uh is pretty much that and we're probably gonna drop that maybe in like a year or so but but other than that it's it's pretty much out and we're gonna let you know only all you could do is kind of let time happen and, and see uh see how people react uh live because sometimes we'll we'll like be talking like you'd think like this song's gonna go off live but like it doesn't and or like I mean, vice versa. So some these guys now it's out there, uh, and and we'll see on this tour with uh, we're we're, uh, we're going to Asia next month. But besides that, our full our first full fledged tour is with that tour of Ginger, and, uh, and then we'll we'll see and just another another tour with this journey of suicide silence and see it, see how it goes and go out there and do our best. Oh, it's going to be excellent. It's going to be a great package. I'm super excited. Like I said, I'm out here in Vegas. We're like your third or fourth stop. It's going to be a great time. And now you did mention you're going to Asia. Have you guys been out there before? Yeah, uh, we've been out there a, a few times. Um, the first shows, the, the Not Fest in Tokyo, oh. the, it's like Slipknot, Corn, and Manson. So we're, so we're fucking pumped. So our first show back is, is that. <laughs> so we're, we're all fucking super excited about it and then just like a hammer ton festival in Indonesia and my favorite place in the world uh, Bangkok, Thailand and we have these three pending shows in China but I don't I don't don't think those are going to happen for the obvious reasons yeah man that that does yeah so uh thailand though bangkok that's your favorite place why, why is that your favorite place like I n- i've never been myself but just out of curiosity like what what about that culture in that place is pretty awesome i love the people there there's uh they're definitely like it's its own thing and it's something i noticed like literally like the the moment we're we're walking around because you know when when there's like a metal band walking around everyone kind of like stops and looks you know so that I noticed that that was the first place in the world where like no one gave a fuck. He kind of like, anyone kept blending. If, if we could blend in, then <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. And uh, obviously, like like the food is great. You know, just walk, walking around. The same same like just living here in like California. You can't really explain it to someone unless like you got to tell them like to come here and walk around SoCal. You know, it's the same same out there. Like just these kind of walk those streets and it's like damn man and plus of course like the like we played by now three shows and they've all been incredible very uh very uh accepting with mitch and then with eddie they were even crazier so like yeah it's been very uh very homey there so what place in the world have you not had a chance to play yet because uh, as you guys have been touring nonstop for a long time, so is there a spot that you just haven't had a chance to to make work yet on tour? Uh, Africa, that's mm-hmm. definitely like one of like the main uh, priorities. Like that, we got won't want to go there badly. Man. And there's and uh, you have and there's so many like 
like little places too, like little like little cities and big cities that like we haven't even like touched it. We have like we never played Greece. And it's just like stuff, like places like like that. Like we just never like this. So there's things to look forward to still, even you know after doing this for. I was just thinking about this right, right, right before he called me. I was like, damn, like, I've been in the band for 18 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And there's still, literally still so much to do. Was there a place that you went into, like you were talking about Thailand or anything like that, where you're like, man, I don't know if anybody's going to show up. I don't even know what this place is about. And then a huge crowd just showed up for you and, and impressed you? Yeah, that was, that was one of them. Uh, Australia. I mean, I, like everywhere, when you kind of go there for like the first time, it's always like, oh, is anyone going to show up? Because you actually like you, you think that you suck, which I still do, <laughs> you know. And then like, then you show up to the place and like the show is packed. You're like, what? What the fuck? How did this happen? Dude, it's because it's an event. Yeah, it's, it's right? crazy, dude. That's and that's the main thing. Like when you started a band, obviously you want to take over a world. Obviously, you've got something to say. You want to play with your friends. Um, but the traveling part, you don't really know until you actually get out there if you enjoy it as much, you know, because it is something that is time consuming. So did you know right away that traveling was something you did love to do? That's kind of like the funny things about being in like a band is that there's, there's things that you subconsciously sign up for that you didn't realize you did, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, 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 I love it now. But uh, I used to, I used to hate flying. And, oh shit! Like you're flying all the time. Like literally hundreds of flights. Uh, and uh, yeah, first you know you first you love it, even though, even though I hated flying. You know, but of course, thanks to uh, Xanax and alcohol, <laughs> I got I got through that little little stint. And uh, I loved it, and then. We were we were fucking on the road so much that of course you kind of naturally get kind of jaded, and there was like a period of time where like I, I hate it. I I, I don't like being being away from home, uh, having you know issues with your girlfriend back home. That never helps. And then you know there's a time where I hated, and then Mitch died, and then having that like second chance. After that, and then having the band came back, and all this crazy shit. Like now, I am, I love it now more than I did when I was, you know, eighteen in a in a band. It, I mean, I I love I now now when, when I fly. I mean, I don't you know I don't take Xanax or anything. I fucking like I kind of look forward to like to like the bumpy rides. Like oh shit, this is what you know I sign up for. This I'm 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 thankful you know that i'm i'm here and that and that we're still doing this yeah that's something that you can't even explain to people like when something real happens how grateful you become you know of what you have and uh until something real happens a lot of times you like you said people can get jaded with like oh yeah this is just how it is but then after the moment the appreciations tripled you know that's something that i think you can't really learn until you go through it right it's i i I don't i'm kind of in this weird mindset where i'm like i don't know if we can teach anybody anything they just have to experience it you know um totally totally you have you have to experience and then you have to feel it yeah it sucks 
<laughs> yeah, I know, but but we still want to give everybody advice because we've been there, right? But I I don't know. I don't know if we I don't know if you can give people advice, right? Because we don't take it until you get through it. People uh, and people generally are really good listeners, and uh, I tell people, you know, I have like a you know hang out with like some band, like you know a friend, a friend of mine, or, and like in my head, I'm like, oh fuck, no, no, like. No, like you're gonna fuck up, and I won't give them a buy. So they, you know, they don't have to go through the torment that I went through. They can shave off years and bullshit and save some money. But you know, people aren't easy. But they gotta go through it, and it's just. They got and that's literally like the only way that that you could learn. You know, we're all we're all human, and we need to like feel something in order to make that like that shift or or that uh that change. And then when you learn. You know, some mistakes you make literally might, you know, might take years to, to fix. You know, same, I, you know, we're, we're still recovering from like, you know, Black Crown days. You know, it's just, you know, some mistakes literally take like a long time to, uh, to recover from and then to get back on your feet and then get a clear head. You know, and, and, and you're married to poor guys. So it's, it's just, it's it's tough, man. But as long as uh, as long as you don't break up, and and you do your best, and you fucking go for it, still it's all good. And that only comes from true love. And we and thankfully I'm in the band with guys that truly like love this. You know, if someone had a gun in my face, like literally, I would die like right now for suicide bound. I mean, everything that we've done, and and we're still doing like this is we 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 love this. You know. And that genuineness is is what comes off in the records, in the live show, and everything you guys do. I don't think I I don't think I'd change that. I I do I do wish we as people listened better and more. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. I was just about to say I go, but then I have to look in the mirror and be like, "Do you listen?" I'm be like, "Probably not." <laughs> you know, so, Dude, totally, I, I probably. probably. I, I can't point the finger when I'm the same. You know. So back to what you're saying. You know, love finding it, whether it be. A partnership like this where you create together, I think it's priceless and, and that's the story that I love to tell and that's the story I love to see, you know? And uh, that's why we as fans come out, man, for the records, for the shows, for those moments, you know? Because um, it, it takes us all. It takes us all. It takes you guys on stage and us in the crowd. So, totally. It's, 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 it's so important with like with like metal even more so, you know? Like if, 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 you, if you don't feel it, like, with, like the fans aren't, aren't going to feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I'm sure you've seen a band like that, and I have too, where you can tell they're fighting. <laughs> it's like, and it's like mom and dad are yelling at each other at the table. It's weird, man. You know, we've been there. You know, so it's it's one of those things. Yeah, where, totally. Um, but uh, you know, with experience, you see less and less than that. So with that, man, I want to tell everybody one more time, Chris. Thank you so much for the conversation, man. Becoming the Hunter is coming out February 14th. That's Valentine's Day, guys. Pre-order the record. It's excellent. Uh, I'm a huge fan of this thing. Make sure you guys in North America are picking up tickets to Ginger, Suicide Silence, Tooth Grinder. It's going to be a fantastic show. They're playing starting April 24th all the way till May. Uh, it's I think it's 30, 35 days, guys. Make sure you check dates out here in North America. And with that, Chris, thank you so much, dude, for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. Well, thanks for uh, having me, man. And, uh, yeah, look forward to uh, Las Vegas House of Blues, man. I fucking love that venue. I saw Santana there a few months ago. I was like, fucking shit, dude. I got, I got goosebumps. 
Dude, and let me say it, those tickets are stupid expensive. I don't know if you got them for free, but yeah. <laughs> it was like 250 bucks a pop, dude. I, and, and for people that don't know, Santana does a residency out here at the House of Blues in Vegas. We're lucky enough. We get him and like Billy Idol. They'll do like, you know, three or four week things. But man, those tickets are like, they're gone. And they're, uh, they're amazing. Dude, crazy. That, that is so cool. insane. I remember, I, keep, I remember he played that fucking intro to a Black Magic Woman. Mm. And like, like, I could feel it in my bones i'm like damn dude that's that's a feeling i've never had before the power of live and, uh, music dude that's what it is it's, and you and and you got it dude it's right there vegas baby that's right <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah but uh, everyone thank you for uh listening thank you for uh thank you for the years man i mean through the songs that's been full of ups and downs and and the people that have been there for a long time, anyone new or still sticking around, thank you. And uh, yeah, I will see you out there.
Battle Sucks Podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
right, guys, and we are back. First track you heard is off the latest record from Suicide Silence, Become the Hunter. That track is called Feel Alive. Second track, Love Me to Death. Both on the new record, guys, that are coming out February 14th. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering it, checking it out. Third song you heard is from Silosis. Their first record in so many years, man. Um, that song is called I Sever. And their record, Cycle of Suffering, also coming out February 14th. Guys, make sure you check that one out as well. I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on iTunes. You guys are the best. That's all we ask for as a, as a podcast, as a team, as, as a show. The best. The best. Sylvia. The best. The best. The best. With proportionate nipples. You guys are better than Shakira. Shakira. Or how did you say it? Shakira. 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 You're better than Shakira. Okay, and she was good. Huh? She's great. Hey, like oh, again, hey, again, I, one of the, my, one res- of my all-time favorite, one of my all-time hottest women. Uh, I respect. I respect artistry, however it is, but I am. You know, Her hips don't lie. Your hips don't lie. They don't. And also want to thank everybody one more time for all the support we're getting on our other podcast, Rise to Offend, guys. Uh, keep checking it out. We appreciate the five-star reviews on that and all you guys that are going over there and checking that out as well. And with that, guys, until next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.